with King James Gossip. This is King James Gossip's podcast on all things Cleveland Cavaliers. I'm here with Kyle and Jared Hesketh, my co-hosts. How are you guys doing? Doing good. Very good. I'm Nathan Beatley, your host, and well, there's not too much revolving in Cavaliers world. We're going to be talking about the All-Star game, probably a bit about free agency, a lot on the NBA draft, and we're going to wrap it up with uh, the good old factor fiction and uh Let's see if uh, Jared can continue his uh, hot streak from last week where he saw all the answers. No, I did not. I did not see anything. <laughs> all right. Well, with that, we're, uh, we're going to go ahead and jump in. So they changed the format. We all know that. Uh, LeBron was a captain. And if I'm correct, his order went KD, Anthony Davis, Irving, and then Cousins. Cousins, yeah. Correct. I kind of want your guys' take on that. How do you – do you think that – so if LeBron took KD, does that mean Steph took Giannis first? Yeah, he, t- he took Giannis, and then LeBron and then LeBron went AD, and then I'd say Steph went Harden, and then LeBron went Kyrie. Uh, There's uh, DeMar DeRozan's left, I think. Joel Embiid. So he went Embiid over Cousins. Maybe he did. Hmm. Hmm. You heard you heard it here first. Joel Embiid is better than Cousins. Wow. He actually did. He was going Well, he was going for shooting, but Cousins can shoot really well. But did you see Embiid? I mean, holy crap. He blocked the mess out of Westbrook that one time when he was driving to the lane. He did. It's phenomenal. So, wait, they had to pick the starters first, right? Yep. Yeah, starters were first, and then they picked. So, after. I think Steph probably got first pick, and he probably picked Jimmy Butler, who we don't know. He may have been a bit hungover to play. He may have actually just been tired. You never know with All-Star Weekend in L.A. <laughs> right, right. So, after, after LeBron took Cousins, then Steph took DeMar, I'm guessing. Yeah, and then Steph would have started drafting bench players. Uh, okay, makes sense. All right. And that's hmm. how it went. And I'm not sure the final score of the game. I know Team LeBron won. 148-145. 148-145. And if you don't remember, well, if you are listening and you didn't watch, the game ended with, ironically, it ended with Kevin Durant and LeBron James double-teaming Curry as he picked up his dribble in front of his own bench, which hopefully is a sign of things to come in the next like five <laughs> years. But so, how would you guys feel about the uh, the overall atmosphere of the game? Did you both watch it through and through? Yeah, I watched all of it. I thought it was awesome. And um, if if our fans or if our listeners don't remember, I'm almost positive you guys thought I was. I, I'm almost positive you guys thought I was crazy when I said LeBron's team would win. Is that right? I think LeBron went a bit harder than everyone else. Right. But but back to my uh, statement. And no, no Jimmy Butler is crucial. Right, but LeBron didn't have John Wall, Kevin Love. But 
we knew out. that when we were making the picks. We didn't know Jimmy Butler would have been out. Uh, I'm just making I, my case because I obviously picked <laughs> against Team LeBron. Right, you did, you did. But um, all in all, once I was watching the game in the beginning, I kind of, I kind of saw LeBron was going pretty hard, and um, once he got to about 12 or 15 points, I kind of saw he was really going for the MVP. And I have a question: Could would he have won MVP if his team would have lost? Or is that, no. not, is that not? So it would have been Giannis probably. Or actually, looking at the stats, it may have been Demar. May have been Embiid. Damian Lillard. Damian. Damian. If I was, if I'm correct, he either got very little fourth quarter time because he was the hot hand, and he, I did not see him in the fourth quarter at all. I don't really remember seeing him in the fourth quarter, but he was strapping threes. I know, and he, that was something else. Right. So, Kyle, the atmosphere, how'd you feel? Uh, did you feel that the switch made it more competitive? Absolutely. You could tell a huge difference from the past few years in this, this recent game. It was, without question, much more competitive. Yeah. Do you think it's because the format change? Because, obviously, most players aren't, like, they're still... Like LeBron would have still been playing with Love, and it's it's still an All Star game. It's like you're not playing with your normal teammates, so I'm not sure that switching, intermixing the conferences and the players would have made a huge deal on competitiveness. Do you think it's just because hey, I got to select my own team, I'm gonna take responsibility for if we get blown out? I absolutely, I think that's that's a majority of of why it was more competitive. Uh, when you select your team. It's like they were saying. It's just like pickup basketball. When you when you select your team, you select the best of the best because you want to win. You want to beat that other team. I so. think another big reason is because of this the uh, raised incentives the NBA announced. I think each player on the winning team got three hundred thousand. No, hundred. Hundred thousand and seventy and twenty five thousand to the loser. Right. And I did that go? Did all of that go to charity? I'm I don't sure it remember. Did. I'm sure it did. No, I thought I thought the uh, I thought that was for the players, and then like there was like an extra whatever went to the winning team's charity. Well, that that probably would, that probably was a main reason that they played harder because obviously they want to give to charity, which is always a good cause. And then, like Kyle said, when you when you pick your team when you're picked, it's a lot. It just looked more fun. It looked like they were having a lot more fun than in previous All-Star games. I did hear, Kyle, do you do any type of sports betting? I do. I did hear that them taking it seriously screwed a lot of people that I believe it was bet the over on like 365 well, points because scored. Last, last like year, 390 scored in the right, game in total. Because last year it went up, I think it went over 380. So and over, 380 uh, was the line, right? I believe so. And so this year, I think the I think the runner again was 380, or maybe it was 390. But yeah, it 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 screwed a lot of people over. But it was more fun to watch for me. So yeah. So even if you lost a couple bucks, you should enjoy the uh, quality that you got. And I think the spread was LeBron's team was favored by three. I think that was the spread. So was there was there any player – let me ask you this, because I was watching the game for the majority of the time. And give me one player outside of LeBron who 29 points, 12 – the obvious MVP. Give me one player that really stuck out to you guys. 
can't say I can't say another player did. I can't honest. say anybody stuck out to me. I can't right. say a few you things. You don't think stuck anybody played me? better than you anticipated them to play? Not really. No. Not really. Harden didn't do anything for me. Steph I can, didn't really do anything. Yeah, I can for say me. Steph Maybe. played worse than I than I thought he was going to. I honestly, personally, I thought Lillard played a lot better than I thought he'd play. No, he's listen, man. He's so good, and he's a big shot maker. So yeah, he's, I, that yeah, didn't but, really surprise but me. But the thing about Lillard is, he's not. I don't feel like he's well respected even in the NBA. No, he's very underrated. Because you're right. What was it? Was it Steph or one of the players that came out, or maybe it was Lou Williams? I was like. Oh well, he just got in the All Star game because he complains every year about being a snub, and then he put up tied for the most points on Team Steph. Westbrook, Westbrook's that about? Oh, him. Westbrook. Oh yeah, that. because that's because Paul, Paul George, George didn't, didn't get in. in. Yep. Yeah. Which that's another topic all by itself, but I do not think Paul George should have been a replacement. He is better in terms of All Star format than Draymond Green. So. My other thing I was going to ask, oh, it just slipped my mind. Okay, never mind. Keep going. I was thinking about it, but if I had to pick one player that stood out, it'd probably be Embiid. Um, uh, I mean, nineteen points and eight rebounds and two blocks. There was this one play. Yeah, Westbrook had him on, had him on an island, and he he came up with that big block. Embiid's nasty, dude. He's so good. He definitely proved to people that he belonged. I and mean, going back yeah, to what I was sure. saying real quick about, like like I said, not one player surprised me. One thing that did surprise me was AD wearing Boogie's jersey for the first half. That was nice. That was cool. I like that. Yeah. I have a question. What player stuck out that, uh, what player stuck out to you guys that shouldn't have been there? Like, like you were watching and you were like, yeah, he, he really shouldn't be there. Was there any? Dragic and Drummond. Dr- Drummond, dude, Drummond kind of. Are you looking at? Do you have the stats up right now? Because Drummond was seven for seven. Dude, Drummond, easy, just dunks. It's the All Star game. You just dunk. <laughs> That's fine. Dragic was one for three with two points. Yeah, it was minus Dragic. twelve. It was Dragic. He should not have been there. Draymond also he sucked, but he didn't even try. I don't think. Nah. Was okay again. He's not good in like an all-star format. He cannot score. Paul George can score. Put Draymond on a team by himself, like you have Kyle Lowry. Not necessarily a team by himself, or like put Draymond on Giannis's team Dude, on the Bucks, have, and he's not an all-star. I have said right. this all the time. If you put Draymond on a team by himself to be the best player, he will not produce. Right. He'll play defense and he'll get assists. That's it. You're not winning with Draymond. No, you're not. That's the first best no. player. But Absolutely. he's a, he's probably the best. That's the thing about the Warriors. They have two superstars, and then they have probably the best two role players in the NBA. Yeah. Because the Cavs have LeBron James, and they surrounded him now with really good role players, and George Hill, and J.R. Smith, is when he's hot, he's amazing, and Nance Hood. But the thing about it is they're – all like above average role players. You're talking about the two best role players in the NBA on Golden State, and that's why You're they're so lethal. About probably the best two guard in the NBA, and then probably the best one of the best all around players in the NBA. Ooh, Kyle, you say the best two guard, two way. Clay Thompson, two way, two way, not two guard. No, he is the best two guard. 
No, oh, you, meant, no. you meant two-way. No, Kyle. he is the best oh. shooting guard in the NBA. No, he's not. That That's the hottest take that – you heard it here. That is the hottest take King James Gossip has ever had. Oh, tell, me one that's, tell me one that's better. James Harden. He's a point guard. No, he's not. Not this year. Yes, he is. Yeah, no, I mean, so you're you're allowing Houston to play with two point guards. That's virtually. literally what it is. It's two point guards. That's why that's why they stagger their minutes. Chris Paul's on the court. I, James Harden. Give on the me court. Victor Oladipo over him. All right, I don't know about that. No, Victor Oladipo is really really good, but Clay Thompson is on a team where he is basically third or in even the Jimmy player. Butler. Jimmy Butler yeah, yeah, or Victor Butler. Butler for sure, Kyle. I don't know about that. And I loved and I loved Jimmy Butler. Well, the one fact is we would have got neither of them for Kyrie Irving, which was great. What about this? Um, DeMar DeRozan? And this year, you have to say DeRozan's better. Yeah, yeah. This year. Not last year, but this year. That improved three-point shot. Oh, yeah. I mean, I'm, I love DeMar DeRozan, and I was very surprised that he developed a three-point shot. Let's just see what he does in the playoffs. All right. All right, for sure. All right, I think that might be enough. We're going to get back to the All-Star game later. We got a... I think three or four of my factor fiction questions revolve around uh, LeBron and his all-star game expertise, per se. So let's go ahead and dive right into, as many of you know, we have the Brooklyn Nets first round pick. It's looking like a high lottery pick. So top 10, possibly even top five. So let me hear your guys's rank your top three candidates for that. I think this will be pretty interesting to see where you guys Okay, here, give me one second. Say the pick falls at number four. Who would you take with the with your one, two, and three? Who are your top three guys? Who do I think will be picked top three? No, okay, so let's just assume for fact that um, Don Kick is out, Don Chich is out, yeah. DeAndre Aiden's out, and Michael Porter's out. Or Baba. That's tough. This This draft is deep. I like this draft. This draft is about 10 deep, which right. may, which is really good for us. Yeah. I think I might as well go. I think personally I'm going to go – I think I was when I was preparing for this, I was really interested to really find out that I think it's all on how Dan Gilbert wants to play and how he wants to put players around LeBron because if you see Shabazz Napier – like LeBron wanted him right before he left Miami, he's really coming out of a shell in Portland now. Like he's playing pretty yeah. good ball as their best guard off the bench. Mm-hmm. But the fact is, I don't think Trey Young's NBA ready yet. He he might be in two or three years. He's got a really good, really good shot, really quick release. He's smart. He's got vision, but he's undersized for sure. And he's proven that against better defensive teams, he can't really produce as well. He's smart for the most part, but he reminds me of a, of a Russell Westbrook. Like he gets his he gets his assists, and then like he gets his ten, and that's it. He doesn't mm-hmm. usually try to go more for more than ten assists. It's it's more like a stat pattern than it is making the right play. But yeah, so he's been struggling for sure. Yeah. So personally, number one for me would either be Bagley or Porter. If Porter's out there, it's Porter. If Bagley's out there, it's Bagley. Number uh, two. Let me let me finish. Let me finish I got here. You, I got you. Number two is Bamba because I think he'll be out there. And uh, I'm looking at NBADraft.net, and they have him going number eight, which is after Cleveland's projected pick at number seven. And I think 
even the Cavs targeting DeAndre kind of shows that they want an NBA ready or they want a big to protect the rim, something they haven't had since LeBron's been back. And I think a seven-foot freshman, even though he's a freshman, I think a seven-footer that is physically ready to play in the NBA would be a stellar, like a really, really good addition. And then Trey Young, three, he's got the shooting and everything. I'm just not sure. I think that we know LeBron's going to eventually fade. And I think putting a rim protector would really help him preserve his strength for maybe even two or three more seasons. Mm-hmm. Right. I think, I think no. that's, I think that's why I'm leaning more towards, and you know, there's, like you said, it's, it's about 10 deep. You have Don, Doncic, Aiton, Bamba, Jackson, Bagley, Porter, Jr. Trey Porter. Young. It's the, it is very, even the very Michigan, deep. even the, Mikael Bridges, Colin Sexton, like yeah. I know that's later in the draft, but they're still really it's good. It's deep, it's mm-hmm. deep. And so I think it's risky, but if LeBron stays, and I'm assuming he will this this pick is assuming that he will stay, you said rim protector, and I me and Jared talked about this the other day. We watched him play. I love Jaron Jackson's game. Yes. I yes. love his game. Thank you. He's got a pretty he was- good shot. He's he long. He's six eleven. Got a seven foot wingspan, so he's basically seven foot tall. He, he plays looks center. Six eleven. He does. So I and I like his game a lot. And I think he would fit really well a lot, like inside this. We would actually have a center who could potentially be a really good defender. He looks pretty lanky, and uh, but athletic enough more than what we have. And he's seven foot tall, and he can he can space the floor. So that gives everybody the spaces they want, and I think the Cavs can develop him. When I, I was. Uh... When I was looking at his stats, he reminded me of – I haven't really watched much of him play. He reminded me of Carl Anthony Towns hmm. because Carl Anthony Towns was not a great shooter. I mean, Jaron Jackson's a better shooter than Towns was, but they were both big and they both were on good collegiate teams, so they didn't put up 30 a night. Mm-hmm. Like if Jaron Jackson was the only player on Michigan State besides for Miles Bridges, besides for – who else is on there? And besides for their other players, that they're all sophomores, I think. Besides for them, he could put up 30 a night on a bad team. Easy. Yep. I mean, I like him a lot just because he's shooting 50% from the field right now. Um, 60% just from two-point. 43% from three. Granted, it's a good bit closer than an NBA three. And obviously, we've seen a lot of players struggle with a three-point line uh, recently. Lonzo Ball, Markel Fultz so on and so forth. I mean, Jason Tatum started off the year shooting amazing from three, and he's fallen off a lot. Uh, I just like his potential, and I like that he's big. He reminds me, I said this in um, our group chat, I said he reminds me of a leaner and quicker Joel Embiid because he can space the floor, and he's so powerful. However, in the draft, NBADraft.net that I'm looking at, and I really trust the site, they actually have Jackson going second overall. So well, he the, may, if his draft stock rises, especially at the combine, if teams are like, "Holy crap, this dude's a beast and he can shoot," he may go top three. And I'm not sure the pick would fall top three. This is the latest mock draft that I would that I'm looking at right now. It's was posted a day ago. It's on Land of Ten. Um, it says Doncic one to to Phoenix, uh, Aiton two to the Hawks, uh, Bamba three to the Kings, and Jaron Jackson four to the Cavs. That's the one I was looking at. I'm not sure Bomba's going to go that high. 
I I would either I'm surprised Porter and Bagley both fell outside the top four. Well, I think the Kings. The I, I think the Kings are trying to get younger, and they don't have a center that's young right now. I mean, they still have Willie Cauley Stein, but I mean, come on, it's Willie Cauley Stein. The Kings. I feel like if anybody, the Kings would go after like Bagley. Even I mean, I know that still opens up Jackson for us, but in the modern day NBA, you kind of want a player like Jackson to be your five, six yeah. eleven, two forty. You want him down low. This is interesting. So I'm looking more, and this is off topic, but I'm looking more at the mock draft, and they have Trey Young going seventh to the Grizzlies, which is weird because they still have Conley. I know he's hurt, but. Well, that's probably, I'm not sure if that's, that may, that could be based on like algorithms. Is there an explanation to it? No, this is just on the ESPN Twitter page. NBA ESPN Twitter page. Yeah, I doubt. Memphis is not taking a point guard. Yeah. Unless because nobody wants Conley's contract, and they just have to live with paying him forty million or whatever. I would take Conley if he was healthy. I would take Conley. You don't. We don't have the cap for him. We don't have anywhere close to the cap uh, for him. We I couldn't even make Conley. cap for him. Well, actually, well, when the yeah, trade yeah, rumors trade. were coming out yeah. with Kyrie Irving, I wanted them to get Conley. I knew Memphis Memphis wasn't stupid enough to give him up, but I wanted Conley. Wrong. So, so are we saying are we are we listing our top three players who we we want? Yeah, go for it. Okay. So if I had to choose, if I had to list the top three, obviously, like Kyle said, my number one would be Jaron Jackson because he can shoot threes and because he looks like he'll be so dominant in the NBA. Number two, um, just wrote an article about this, Michael Porter Jr. Um, even though he's had these back problems, he's I think he's going to play this season or at least there's a chance. And uh, he reminds me, I'm not comparing them, but I'm just saying what his game resembles, and it's kind of like Kevin Durant. And the third player, I'm, I'm going to go Trey Young just because LeBron, he's in love with him. And he's, he's, like, uh, he's kind of been mentoring him throughout his college career. So Jackson, Porter, and Trey Young. Fair enough. It's not, it's not bad. I'd take any three of them. Right. All three of them, any of them, all of them. I don't know. As long as as long as Trey Young isn't shooting the type of shots he's shooting right now with the Cavs. Well, sure. the thing is, which he wouldn't. Guy. He would have almost the absolute reverse workload. Exactly. He has the highest usage rate in the in the NCAA. So there's a chance that he's just really fatigued. He also takes some of the worst shots I've ever seen. Outside of him, who's really good on Oklahoma? Like I don't, I don't watch. Okay. Them. I think one of our writers, his name is Simon. I, I'm pretty sure he was arguing that the other day in our chat. They have decent role players. They're not stellar, and they're not like, oh my god, what is he doing? He's just cramming on someone. No, that's not their. But they have decent role players. Yeah. It's not like I don't know. I I think their team's underrated. And granted, he's Young's also a taking bit overrated. He's taking ten more shots a game than anybody else on his team. Well, when you look at their offense, I don't think it's really favorable for Trey Young because if people really compare him to Steph Curry, when you watch Steph Curry play, he's running around picks to get open. They're not setting any picks for him to get open. He has the ball in his hands, and he's trying to create his own shot. He also yeah, – that's, that's a big game. part of his problem, though. I think he tries to create his own shot. He, Maybe. You are the point guard. You can call for screens. You can run your offense. I know I – know Their whole like, team – Basically, just seems like they're playing at a park. 
Yes. Yeah, that's that's yeah. what it is. Like, let's just let Trey Young go at the top of the key and dance for a while. It, yeah, it doesn't look like they have any set plays or anything to get any any of their players. Not even Young. And you never know that their coach could be calling plays, and he just may not call them. I don't. I don't think that's the case. But because in college, coaching is the main reason why you win games. Which right. is, which is why I hate watching college because it's all too stiff. Let me ask you this. One little thing off topic, but I was listening to one of Barstool's podcasts, or maybe it was Bill Simmons. It was one, I actually think it was the Simmons podcast. And he was saying that they should change it to where either you can come straight out of high school or you have to wait at least two years to leave. What do you think about that? I think uh, you should be able to come out of high school. I think you should be able to come out of high school. If you think you're good enough, like, Bagley, for sure, he could be one to come out of high school. I could argue Zion Williamson. I mean, there's not many, but... When... I think as long as you can do kind of what the MLB does, to where you can declare for the draft, and if you get drafted, you do not have to report to that team. As long as the NBA does that. So, Or, or for instance, if you declare that for the draft, don't get picked, you, you still have your amateur status and can still go back to school or go to school if you want to. Right. I think... I think... I just think that, like, Silver and them, they're concerned about players just leaving the NBA, leaving high school, going to the draft, not being good, and then being, like, 24 and not really having any ways to provide for themselves or better their future for the next 50 years. And I, I, agree, I agree with that. I think that. I think that's one of the main reasons that most of them do go to college. Uh, for instance, people said Lonzo Ball would be great out of high school. Well, right now he's not doing so good. So, I mean, he's good. Don't get me wrong. I don't. I'm not not a big hater. I hate his dad, but he's not. I think that's kind of how everybody feels. Because I like Lonzo. Like, keep dropping mixtapes. I like him. <laughs> but please don't like the stuff Lavar says. It's just like your sons will not. All three of your sons will not be playing for the Lakers. Get out of here. If Burgers I was Lonzo, if I was Lonzo, I would honestly say something to Lavar. Like, like, listen. I, this is my career. Right, like you got, you have to say something. You cannot let him say, and I don't know if Lonzo just doesn't care or he's scared. I don't know, but he has to say something. He'll be eligible to register for the draft after this year, this uh, season. Would you guys consider the Cavs taking him? <laughs> no, I would leave <laughs> this site. I would never be a fan again, and I would quit. Oh man, that'd be funny. He's he's an okay shooter. And he's solid. He, he has a post game, which doesn't make sense because you're six six. So well, Demar Demar Derozan has a post game. Yeah, but his post game is like turnaround fadeaways. It, it reminds me of Kobe and um, MJ and LeBron and how they post up. Le- D'Angelo Leangelo's post yeah. game is more like back, like he's up against the basket. Yeah, and like with like a hook, like a little jump hook. That's for six six. You don't need that. Hmm. He could be a nice second rounder. I don't know. I don't. He's not going to get drafted. He's not good. Oh, you don't think he'll get drafted? I don't think he's in like anybody's boards. I don't think he's even like a top fifty prospect. I think he'll stay in Europe for a while. He'll kind of do what uh, Jimmer Furedet does. <laughs> he might get a chance. I just don't think it's. 
gonna be a like a big change. He should hope to do what Jimmer Fredette does. Cause if he's Jimmer, if imagine if one of the Ball brothers went to China and lit him up for like thirty-five or forty a game, Lavar would be losing his mind. Jimmer actually got a shot, is what I was saying. And Jimmer's amazing. Yeah, I, he'll get a shot. Both of the brothers will get a shot, I think. I don't think Lamelo will. If no, anything, I don't. I don't think Leangelo will. He's not good. At, at the very least, he'll get a G League contract. All right. So the balls may never get a chance, and we may never know. But we're just gonna go ahead and move on from that. So here's our kind of our game segment. That's our fact or fiction, and most of it's gonna center around the All Star Weekend, just because that's what just happened, and it's kind of fresh in everyone's mind. All right. So the first question we got is. LeBron James has the most all-star points by over 50 points. Fact or fiction? Fact. Fact. Ew, I'm making these too easy. That's well, no, easy he did. He broke, he like became the leader <laughs> last, last year. year I think. Yeah. yeah. Come on I didn't know it was by so much. I should have made it like 100. Well, hold right. on. What, is, what is it actually by? Is it by 50? It, it's by like 60, I think. Oh, okay. This one's uh pretty uh pretty interesting. Um LeBron James has the most three point field goal attempts and makes by over ten. Factor fiction boys. Oh man, fiction. Well fact. I don't know. Yeah, fact. I'm gonna say fact too. He shoots a lot. Uh, see, I said by over 10, it's it by like happened. 8. Oh my god. Or like, I think it might be like right on 10, <laughs> but it's not over 10. I just wanted to win one. Alright, so um, LeBron James is top 10 in rebounding in the All-Star game. Fact. No, fiction. Fiction. You, you you jump really quickly. You'll yell one and this then go tough. to the other. This is tough. I'm trying to think because he's he's played more than any other or he started more than any other player, right? I think that's I think that's the record he holds. He's tied. But, he's tied. But then again okay, so he's tied. But then again he's a small forward and then you have people like I don't know, like Tim Duncan. But, I mean, we're saying top 10. There's not yeah. too many people that have been in. Are you trying to trick me? Listen, Nathan tried to no, talk I'm us in. No, logic. Nathan, I don't really talk care. us into saying fact for last, like last week, and we both got it wrong. I'm going. Or no, no, no. We both yeah. got it right, and then he said, like he said we were wrong. But he was kidding. I'm going to say fact. I'm going to say fact. It's fiction. He's not. God, that's what I said. I wasn't even, I wasn't even getting at you guys there. I was actually going to. I don't know. LeBron's a good rebounder. It makes sense to say that. All right. I'm one and two today. All right. So according to teamrankings.com, you hear that bringing sources into this, the Cavs have a lower chance to make the fine. The Cavs have a lower chance to win the NBA championship than four, count it, four other Eastern Conference teams. That is fiction. That's fiction. No way. You uh, you guys ready for this? That website's wildin', dude. If the, if this is a fact, you guys, I give you a good one, but it is uh, it is actually fiction. Okay. But do you know why it's fiction? I do not. Because we, we it's not four. It's actually five. 
here, dude. Get out of here. I, I had it I had it pulled up. It was uh Boston, Toronto, Washington, Milwaukee. No. Maybe. It was uh Philadelphia was actually on there too. Wow. You are crazy. Maybe maybe this was pre trade deadline, but maybe. Because they had they had Philadelphia as a one point one percent favorite or one point one percent chance for the NBA championship and they had Cleveland at a point seven. Wow. Oh my god, get out of here. Even if that was pre trade deadline that's crazy yeah it was it was something else okay so this one's kind of out there too if the Cavs, this isn't too bad if the Cavs get the number one pick it will be their seventh in team history so somehow that somehow the brooklyn tanks and the lottery balls are in our favor seventh um seventh all i can remember we've had four right we've had four like in our lifetime lebron Kyrie. Wiggins and Bennett. Bennett, but are, was there three others? Three? I don't know. I know. Reading from the book, I know there was at least one more. From the blueprint. Yes. Who was it? I can't remember. Mm. I'll say fact. Yeah, whatever. I say fiction. That seems like a lot. And um. Kyle evens up the uh, weekly totals. Wow. Do you know who the players are? It was Brad Daughtry. Yes, that was one of them that I knew of. There was another one, and then there was another one. They were were old players, like 60s. Austin Carr, maybe. Was he number one? I think Austin Carr was number one. One second, because I think think the audience would like to know this. Um, I'm willing to bet he was. Where are you? Austin Carr. Yes. Yep, I knew it. Shoot, I can't find it right now. I'll look it up later. So so far, what I'm seeing is Wiggins, Bennett, Irving, James, Daughtry, Carr. Ooh, yes. But the fact is, I said it will be their seventh. So that was six. Wait. Right? Which means that they're sixth, and then this pick would be their seventh. Yeah. Yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. That, yeah. That, that's kind of confusing just because the way it's worded. Now I'm thinking about it, it's kind of confusing. But so, did, I, did I get it right or no? No, you got yeah, it wrong. Yeah, you got it wrong. Because right, he said, he on. said this on. one will be our seventh. You, okay. The way you worded it was weird, but yeah. All right, all right so that's all for uh, the Factor Fictions. Hope you enjoyed those. Now we're moving on to our 21 Shum Street picks of the week. We which can't if you say that know, anymore. Shum's oh, gone. yeah, shoot. Shump <laughs> has left. So if audience, you have, if you're, audience, if you're listening, pick the name. Yes, audience, if you have any good ideas. If not, we'll just make Jared come up with another one. Wow, I forgot about that. Shump's gone. So right now in these standings, I am 12 and 12, Jared's 12 and 12, and Kyle is 11 and 13 picking the games. This week, we already previewed our game in wa- home at Washington. We all set a win there. Then we have a back-to-back away in Memphis. That's a back-to-back, so it'll be a tough game, but Memphis sucks this year. So yeah. what are you going with, either of you? I'm going to say W against Memphis. Kyle? Uh, Yeah, W against Memphis. 
Yep, I'm going to W2. That was that's kind of easy to call. You just and then they have a day rest. So Friday's away at Memphis. Saturday's off, and then they play the Spurs away. Spurs at home. Ooh. And I think they win that game too. I'm going three straight wins right now. Actually, no, it's screw it. I'm going four wins. We we went out this week. Because then they have a Nets home game two days after that. So Nets? Spurs at home, day at rest, Nets at home. Yeah, I'll agree with that. Oh. I'll, I'll agree with yeah. that. I'll say four dubs. If anything, we might lose to the Spurs, but I don't think we will. It wouldn't surprise and at me. Home. But... Right, I never, I'll never bet against Greg Popovich. Absolutely not. So whatever it is next week, me and Jared will still be tied. Kyle will still be one down. And we'll hopefully still have uh, all these great listeners out there. Facts. Right. Do you guys have anything to send them off with? Oh, uh, LeBron if you guys... James is the greatest basketball player of all time. <laughs> if you guys listen to our podcast on iTunes, be sure to subscribe to our podcast. Give us a five-star review and just give us a nice review. If you have anything you want to say to critique us on, you can leave that there as well. If you want to get a hold of our Twitter page, Nathan has a Twitter page or Facebook page you guys can comment on for uh, any comments, questions, yeah, webs- anything like that. So, And if you have any critiques, you should just uh, hit us up there, not uh, iTunes review us badly. You know, got to keep the good rating five up. Star. Five star. Yeah, so uh, we would very much appreciate that, and I think that's all we got for next week. Till then. <laughs>